Real sports talk for real sports fans. It's Jimmy B and TC. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, second hour as we take you all the way to 6 o'clock this evening right here on the Big Talker 1700. Uh, still to come, Wolfgang will join the program here in a little while. Trent, I'm real curious about this Brady-Ellingson deal. Um, look, I think that's a real good move for that young man, and let's face it, he is uh, no longer uh, a, a player that – Fran McCaffrey would go to on the bench with the Iowa Hawkeyes as he continued to lose minutes and pretty much lost his shot as well. So with Matt Gatons now an assistant coach for Drake, um, look, this is probably a pretty good fit, and they need players, so he's going to play, and he's going to play right away. Oh, yeah. He's eligible right away. Brady Ellingson, for people that missed the news, just getting out of work, he has announced that he's transferring to Drake to play for the Bulldogs for his final season. Be ready to go right away. He's a grad transfer, graduates in four years, had a redshirt year his freshman season, and he's a guy you could absolutely see going out there and averaging you know, 8, 10, 12 points a game in the MVC his senior season. He is a guy that has shot it incredibly well at times. He had that outburst you know, a year ago. Remember how he played well against Ohio State when uh-huh. Peter Jock was out a couple seasons back? So he certainly has a lot of ability there, but in a year where – Iowa needed all the guards that they could find. He just couldn't carve out a niche and find playing time. And and that's going to happen from time to time. But I think in the MVC, he can be a really nice level player. They're also bringing in another grad transfer in uh, Norton, the kid from UAB. That's a really nice find, I think, uh, out of UAB, a kid that averaged good numbers uh, last season. So, hey, very quickly, all of a sudden, DeVries, he's finding guys out there and and building Mm -hmm. a little bit of a bridge because, Jim, this roster, it's wide open right now. Casey Schlotter is. is moving on. Did you see he's going to play his final season at Grandview? They got a whole bunch. Yeah. And until you can get the right guys in there, get the guys that you want, starting to build kind of that foundation with some freshmen coming in, things like that. And since you have a quick turnaround in, in filling out this roster, I think they've hit the ground running over in Forest Avenue. I And I think that's, I think that's great. Look, with what Nico Medved did there, even though it was one year, um, he 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 made a statement that Drake could be competitive in the Valley. It doesn't have to be the dregs of the conference like it had been for so long. And I, I think that the new coaching staff saw that, understands it, and I think they're on a good a good uh, choice right now, a good path uh, to keep that team competitive. And you're right, Trent. They lost a lot of players, and there are open spots available for guys, A, who can play, and B, grad transfers, which is where they have gone uh, in the last couple of moves that they have made. Nick Norton, uh, last year for UAB, he averaged 7.5 points per game and 5 mm-hmm. assists per contest. He's a point guard. Now you got Ellingson out there. It's it's a nice start. It really is, Jimmy B. And, and this was the concern I know for myself after Nico Nedved had that good first year, but it was on the backs of five seniors, you know, guys that have been around, right. guys yep. guys that know the collegiate game and what it takes to win in the MVC. Now you're bringing in guys that certainly understand what it takes at this level. I, I think it's I think it's a great move, and I, to credit to DeVries already, what he's doing. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that they've been able to get a couple of players of the caliber that they have already with Norton and Ellingson, and, and you got to figure they're not done either, Jim. 
No, no, no. I don't think they're done. And and you don't know what, what's going to take place. Uh, you know, are they going to pick up a few kids recruiting-wise, that, that sort of thing? Look, they've, they're, they're going to try to keep this train rolling forward. And it, as I mentioned before, it got started last year under Nico Medved. Mm-hmm. And now, even though they lost some really good players, uh, including our favorite, Reed Timmer, so from that standpoint, there is room for these grad transfers. And if you're a grad transfer who is out there and you've decided, I don't want to play at a school that has 30,000 students, uh, I'd rather play at a, at a smaller university, well, here comes Drake and here comes the offer. They're in good shape. They're in good shape, Jimmy B. So little breaking news here, it's... It's a quiet time of year, Jim. You're kind of waiting for some stories to start to develop. And guess what I got going on tonight, Jimmy B? I got a little little outing that I'm hitting up, and I'm going to hear from Kirk Ferentz tonight out at the Polk County iClub in a oh, special okay. reception. So I'm going to go hang out with the coach after I'm done talking with you. How does that sound? That's a, that's a good thing for Hawk fans. Always good when the coach is in town and you get a chance to hear the words that are coming out of his mouth. I always, I always love that with Chris Tucker in those movies. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yes. Yes, coach. We understand what you're talking about because we're right here in person and we get a chance to hear exactly what you're saying. So have a good time tonight, pal. Thank you, thank you. Well, we're going to give you a little bit of a break right now. Coming up next, Wolfgang's going to stop by. I'll bring him in studio, talk a, a little bit. He wants to talk some NBA. What You you guys in your NBA, all right, uh, it's playoff time. I give you more than a minute now to talk NBA, and we'll give Wolfgang more than that coming up on the other side. We take you up until 6 o'clock tonight. Wolfgang next, and Jimmy B joins the fray once again. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the GAC and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. Sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Napa Auto Parts has expertise in parts you need to help keep your car on the road no matter how many miles it has. Quality parts, helpful people, that's Napa know-how. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. There is a sound no business owner should ever hear. It could mean you're out of ink, paper, or maybe that old printer is done for good. I think we lost him. Go to Staples. Staples has low prices every day on a great selection of ink, paper, and the latest printers. Now at Staples, get 50% off the HP Office Jet Pro 6900 series. Staples, your total printing solution. While supplies last, valid on SKU 225-6781 and 225-6786. Ends 421-18. 
Howdy folks, I'm Colonel Sanders here to tell you about KFC's $5 fill-ups. Now some people are saying that I'm just Reba McIntyre and that KFC has paid me to be the Colonel. But if that were true, how would I know my $5 fill-ups are full of a lot of delicious food? How would I know that you can get a real meal with two pieces of Kentucky Fried Chicken, mashed potatoes and gravy, a biscuit cookie and a drink for just $5? It's not like I could just read it off a script designed to make you hungry. Or could I? KFC. It's finger licking good. At participating KFCs only. Prices may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new ReStore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to ReStore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest ReStore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we believe in honest work, a fair price, and work we stand behind, and our 10-year workmanship warranty proves it. We know roofing. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. To enjoy life indoors during Iowa's hottest months, call Logier Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save $3,400 or more with combined rebates on a new Dave Lennox signature system from Logier. Check out LogierHeatingCooling.com for details. For over 110 years, Logier has made Central Iowans happy inside. See customer reviews on Google, Facebook, and the Des Moines BBB website. Call Logier at 267-1000. We make you happy inside. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Special engagement pricing going on now through April 30th. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back once again, Jimmy B and TC. We take you up until 6 o'clock tonight on your drive home. Joining us right now on the program, as he does twice weekly, it's our man Wolfgang. You can find him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye and part of HawkeyeNation.com. Hear him on the podcast from time to time. Wolfgang, what's happening, my man? Just doing snow angels in the front yard, man. <laughs> that a boy. Feeling good? Yeah, not, nothing like the middle of April and all this freaking snow. I don't like snow in November. I, I certainly don't like it in April. I want to get out on the golf course. You know, the Masters gets you pumped up. And you look outside and it's snow, snow, snow. Is this stuff going away anytime soon? Are, are you a weather guy? Well, I'm, I'm not. Actually, I should get more into that. But, yeah, we're 40 days away from being at the lake. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting here trying to think of that. Like, I'm going to invest in some, like, waders or whatever the heck those things are called that don't have holes in them. Because all ours have holes in them. I can't imagine getting in the lake in 40 days and what that's going to feel like. This is, this is pathetic. I don't, I, I can't, I don't remember snow on April 15th, do you? Or 14th, whatever it is. I, I certainly don't. Not down here. Now, in North Iowa, maybe a little bit different from time to time. I'm, I'm sure we had it. Up uh, up where I'm from, but yeah, certainly not down here. I don't remember anything like this. Alas, here we are. Normally the time you're talking about getting on the golf course. You got the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs, beginning of baseball season. Wolfgang, you're a big NBA guy, so I want to start there with you today. 
Your boy LeBron, a triple-double, yet they are blown out by Indiana. How concerned are you, Mr. LeBron James, about those Cavaliers? Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I'm very concerned. I'm, I'm sitting here looking around. And I told you before I came on, let's talk some NBA. We'll bleed back and forth between college and NBA. I think it'll be easy to talk about. Bring it back to the Hawks, the kind of team I was putting together in Iowa State and watching some of these NBA teams. But, yeah, I'm very concerned. Before the playoffs started, everybody was asking me, because they know I'm a LeBron groupie, and they want to know, is LeBron leaving? Mm-hmm. Is he leaving? And I kept going, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm really sincerely not sure. Then after the first day of the playoffs, somebody asked me that, and I go, he's leaving. Because I just started thinking more and more about all the players that some of these teams have. And I, you see Golden State, who's without Curry, a two-time MVP, and they destroy a team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely destroy a team. You see the Boston Celtics without Kyrie Irving. He's pretty good, right? Uh, Gordon Hayward, for just the college fans, obviously a stud at Butler, but he was an all-star last year, averaging 23 points, whatever he averaged. Also, Marcus Smart, a guy that was at Oklahoma State, people remember, offensively he's an absolute joke. He sucks. He's one of the worst offensive players in the NBA, probably efficiency-wise. I haven't looked it up, but the guy can't shoot a lick. But defensively, toughness, leadership, a guy that's willing to do whatever it takes to win, he's a stud. So the Celtics are losing those three guys, and they still look good, Trent. If the if the Cavaliers lose LeBron, they won't win a game no. in the playoffs. No. They won't even come close. They'll get blown out. I think it was because LeBron played 82 this game, right? Or this year, 82 yes. games. Yep. I think he kind of knows there's no way we're winning a championship. I truly believe that he was kind of just trying to do things to keep himself interested, going, what haven't I done before? Oh, let's add another MVP uh, All-Star game. Okay, this is kind of cool where you get to pick your own team. This keeps me interested. What's the other thing he had done? Play 82 games. This is the only thing that's keeping him interested. There's no way he has any shot at beating some of these teams. Look at Oklahoma Oklahoma City. Why in God's green earth? They ended up finishing like in a three-way tie for fourth, Trent. And they were maybe two games out from actually missing the playoffs altogether. They had a guy named... Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony, um, Paul George, and Adams, the big guy from uh, is it Australia or New Zealand, whichever. Stud rebounder, big time, you know, animal, hustler, big time guy. Those four guys. You take LeBron off the Cavs; they're one of the worst teams in the NBA. You take this is what I this is what I tell people, Trent. If you take Westbrook out and you put LeBron to OKC, what happens? You put LeBron on that team, and who are you substituting out? Just take out Westbrook. Oh, they're so good. He's got Paul George with him. He's yeah, got Carmelo and Stephen Adams. Who is, who is the Cavs' third best player? For me to put you on the spot here, quick, I'll, I'll give you the answer. There is no third best player. Right after Kevin Love, the drop off is huge, and that's another thing. Kevin Love, why why is he so miscast? You know, watching him for his years in Minnesota with the T Wolves and how effective he was in the post. All he is is now a stretch five. You know, that that's all they play him in. If you got an open three fired up, that's it. There's so much more to his game. They don't run plays for him. They don't do anything for him. It's just there needs to be more there. 
there needs to be more for this team, and, and and maybe we're overreacting. You know, LeBron, this is the first time, what, in 21 series, he's lost a game one, so that leads to people maybe freaking out a little bit more. But you have a triple-double, and you're not even close. You're blowing out it. And Oladipo, you talk about a guy, he fun player at Indiana. You saw the athleticism. Suddenly, though, after going through an up-and-down beginning of his career, he's a star. He is an absolute star. Can you remember a player having an ascension quite like this? Because I can. A guy from going, yeah, he's a nice player. He's a good defender, these kind of things. Last year, miscast in Oklahoma City, and now he's a bona fide star. And it's interesting, Where and you just brought it up. Where did he play last year? Oklahoma City with Westbrook. I'm starting to think that guy isn't a winner. <laughs> I think he may be the Allen Iverson of this generation where he's fun to watch mm-hmm. and there is no way that you can look at him and go, he's not giving 110% every time. But you go, does he understand how to win? Does he understand how to step back a little bit, a half step, and say, you know, let somebody else do something instead of blocking out your own teammate for a rebound? Does, does he get it? Because he's so much fun to watch, it's hard for me to bash him. But how is he not getting even more and more criticism with the talent that he has played with and never won it? He was with a guy named Kevin Durant. And also James Harden. Yeah. And also, who's the tall guy that's on, uh, oh, what's he on now that he can actually shoot three-pointers? I mean, at some point, the guy, and you look at the talent that he's been around and hasn't been able to win a championship, that to me is a team this year that should be able to step up their game where Russell Westbrook isn't being as selfish as he normally is, and maybe he's more interested in winning than actually winning the scoring title or getting triple-doubles. He's more interested in winning. Can OK Steve be that team that comes out of nowhere as a four-seed, you know, a three-way tie for four or whatever it was, and actually come and do something. Because to me, he's just he's fun to watch, but he's just not a winner, and he's had plenty of opportunities to win with the talent that's been surrounded by him, Trent. Do you get him? Are you a fan of his? Because I am, but I'm not. It's weird with him. I've never felt that way other than him and Allen Iverson, and I can't even make another comparison. Yeah, that's a good comp. It, it really is, and... I enjoy watching him. I, I'm always entertained by the end of it, but taking that to another step, you know, what is he in terms of a winner? I, I think that's absolutely something you can look at it. And look, Oklahoma City, when they lost, when they traded away James Harden to save a little bit of money, nobody realized what Harden was going to become. I mean, he, he was looked at as good. Remember how poorly he played in those NBA Finals? And he still has his own set of question marks, even with the 40-plus the point effort last night against Minnesota. Him in the playoffs has not been exactly a thing of beauty, but Westbrook, if that group stays around, I'm sure we're having a different conversation about him. I'm sure there's already a title to their credit, but but now the way that he has played, the way that he's played the last two seasons with the triple-doubles, and maybe that feeling like it's more important than actual winning basketball games, yeah, I, I understand the criticism, and for him, watching him play, love it. Is he a winner? Eh, still to be determined, I guess. But again, you brought up Olin Depot. Remember, you're talking about how good he is, right? Mm-hmm. He was on. He was with Westbrook last year. He was with him. He had Olin Depot on his team last year. So it's just, it's very odd. It's very weird. So why is Olin Depot, I don't know how many points better he is this year or whatever, more efficiency or whatever. I mean, the guy looks like a stud, and he had him, but he didn't use him to his ability, maybe. You could just make the argument that Olin Debo got that much better, you know, a year in advance. Who knows if Harden was still on that team or Durant. Durant is obviously better than Westbrook. I don't care what anybody says. To me, it's not even close. But the fact that it was a question mark kind of scares me a little bit. And I know he's the alpha male, and everybody talks like that. He's the smaller version of Kobe and blah, blah, blah. 
I just I get sick and tired of that. And you brought up James Harden, and we talked about this in passing about two, three months ago for maybe 20 seconds. And you brought up some question marks with him, and they are valid with him, um, not getting it done in the playoffs in crunch time or whatever. I totally get that. Let's throw that out. But I'm, wa- I'm sitting here watching him two, three months ago, and I brought it up, and I'm going to bring it up again. If you're watching him on offense, I think he might be a basketball genius, unlike I've ever seen. I feel like I'm seeing something I've never seen. And we're getting older and older every year, Trent, so is everybody that's listening to this. Every year we get older, so we get more and more data or players to actually compare him to, to compare James Harden, the beard, from the Houston Rockets, too. I'm watching something I've never seen before. Now, we had Jordan, we had Kobe. Kobe copied Jordan that, uh, you know, take it to the hoop, dunk, you know, float in the air, uh, elbow, posting on the elbow, unbelievable footwork, unbelievable uh, touch, shot, just crazy on offense. Mm -hmm. Kobe and Michael couldn't take it off the dribble on the three and do what James Harden is doing. James Harden is using the three-point line as a weapon. He's like... Stopping his foot on the three-point line and saying, come, come here, this is where I started. Where guys normally would start like at 20 feet in, they're one-on-one. He spreads the court. He doesn't always. They do lots of picks and stuff. And you watched it yesterday, I'm guessing, with, uh, with uh, them playing the Timberwolves. But you're sitting there watching, and he stomps on the three-point line. Come on, get out of here. And he uses that as bait. If they come out too far on him, he does the between-the-legs crossover, between-the-legs crossover, between-the-legs crossover, upshift, downshift, backshift. And if they're going to – what are you supposed to do? If, 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 he, if you come out too high on him, he runs by you and dunks on you. If you don't come out on you, he shoots a three-pointer. And if you do come out on you, he pump fakes and gets fouls. I looked something up three months ago, and he has like – and don't quote me on this. I'm not sure if I'm exactly right on this. I can't remember if it was last year or this year. James Harden gets fouled on 18% of his three-point shots. What? You think Eight, I'm wrong there? Eighteen percent? I, I I must be wrong, right? That can't be right. I know it can't, can it? No. Maybe. I I would be shocked <sighs> if it was. It was seven. I want to say it was seventeen or eighteen percent. If it was eight percent, I'd be surprised. Well, the reason I remember is because God, I think I'm right. Let's say seventeen, okay? Because I think Curry was like at three percent. Like Curry got. You know, I, was, I wanted to compare Harden to, like, Curry because he does a lot of off-the-dribble, you know, three-point stuff in your face from long distance. So I, you can kind of compare that a little bit. But the way he does that between-the-legs crossover, between-the-legs crossover, waits for you, you know, baits you. If you jab at him, you know, it's just unbelievable what we're seeing. We haven't seen this. We've seen scores like Wilt and Kobe and Michael and, and all those guys. But I don't know that we've seen this. What he's doing with the three-point line and how he's just making it in your grill at, like, 38, 39%, whatever he's doing, but he's making those 38, 39% threes with guys in his face. It's not wide open threes or anything or coming around screens like Ray Allen and Reggie did back in the day. He's making it in your freaking grill. It's, it's ridiculous. Michael didn't do that. Kobe didn't. Who's done that ever? I've never seen this. And if I'm wrong on that, I apologize. No. Say I, I saw some stats, 17%. Like, he got fouled on three-point shots. I don't know if it was last year, this year, a combined, you know, the two, or if it was for 10 games this season, so I might be totally wrong on this. I don't know. So, did you watch the whole Rockets-Wolves uh, game last night? Yes, I did. 
What what the hell was uh, Jimmy Butler doing there in the final shot? That that was ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god! Not only was it a bad shot, it wasn't even a three. Right, right. That, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, bad shot. All right, you're going to have bad shots. I mean, we we saw the Bucks with a a 35 footer to tie the game. That wasn't a real good shot with half a second left to force overtime. But it's not even a three. You're down three. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> okay, so you watched it, and you're a, you're a T Wolves fan, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay, so give me your your synopsis of what was going on there, and then I want to give you. Mine. I'm sure you'll probably have the same. What What did you think overall um, on on your T Wolves and the coaching? I want to know about the or was it the coaching and the players are just dumb as Charles Barkley was saying. <laughs> well, that, that, that could be a part of it. I am uh, I'm not a huge Tib fan. Thibodeau is very good at getting now, real teams quick, real to, quick. Yeah. It, I know it's Coach Tibbs, but I think it's Thibodeau. T H. Right. It? Yeah. It's it's Tibbs, but it's Thibodeau. Yeah. That's good luck. So with that. annoying. What is wrong with that? <laughs> Regardless of that, I'd like uh, be calling you uh, Coach Treant. Right, right. It's odd, oddity. So he he goes with his his guys. He's got seven or eight of them, and that's who he goes with. And over the course of '82, I don't think that's good for teams. We saw that with the Bulls. I think we're going to see that down the right line here with the Wolves. But you get nine shots for Carl Anthony Towns. Nine shots. It's it's simple, right? Get the ball in the post. And that that was a game that was a winnable game last night. You had Houston only hit 10 three-pointers for them. That's not a lot. They were, they were 10 of 37, mm-hmm. 27%. That's a game if you're going to steal one, you got to steal that one. And uh I'm I'm I was left very disappointed last night cuz I felt like they had the opportunity. They they had the chance to get it done last night. Because I'm sure the next time out, Houston's probably going to hit 23. So probably going to double that up, hit 23s, and they're going to lose by 20. That was a winnable game, and that's the frustration level for me from a, as, as a Wolves fan. And I and I was sitting there. I don't know if you heard much of the commentary. If you watched it with a you know watch if you were watching the game with the volume down and everything, I was really impressed with you know I I crack on Barkley and Kenny the Jet and, and Shaq or Weber whoever I crack on them when they deserve to be cracked on, but I'll give them props when they deserve props. I really think they deserve props. They were calling out the Minnesota uh, Timberwolves big time, going, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. What, what are they doing on offense? The Houston Rockets, so I mean, you can think about this with Iowa. How many times you and I have bashed Iowa over the years for not exploiting a mismatch when they had Aaron White in the post? Numerous times, over numerous times, when they're playing Wisconsin, and a point guard is playing Aaron White in the post, and we don't throw it to him. I don't know that Coach Fran is not saying – throwing the damn ball, maybe it's just the players are, excuse me, I mean, I go there. But, you know, Barkley and those guys, and Weber just saying, Barkley legitimately called them dumb. The Minnesota Timberwolves players dumb. He's like, I've never seen dumber players or something close to that because Houston switches every screen, Trent. It's so easy to find a mismatch. And how often did Towns have, like, guys that had no business guarding him and the players wouldn't throw him the ball? I would love to know if Coach Tibbs, Tibbs, whatever, was mic'd up and what he was saying going, get him the damn ball. He had mm-hmm. a kid from Oklahoma on him, or uh, Indiana, that one time at the you know the elbow, back him down. Charles Barkley style or something like that. That's the stuff with Iowa that drives me crazy. And the stuff that, with Fred Hoiberg, quite frankly, I was so impressed with at Iowa State. The way Fred Hoiberg would exploit mismatches was brilliant. It doesn't seem brilliant, but I guess it is, Trent. 
because I used to think Coach Tibbs Tibbs was a great coach. It sounds like you don't think he is. Um, I have a hard time believing that he doesn't tell his players, hey, if there's a seven-foot guy and a six-three guy guarding him from Indiana, you should back him down. I, I, that was just terrible. I think they're going to. This is going to be the worst film session of your T Wolves players' lives. It's going to be horrible for them. Yeah, it's uh, a winnable game that they let go away. All right. So you wanted to morph this into the college game, and, and as you're watching the NBA playoffs, what do you have for it? What, what's rattling around in the mind of Wolfgang? Well, I'm sitting here, you know, I'm watching Boston, okay? And the people that don't watch the Boston Celtics all year that are just now watching now, uh, Danny, Danny Ainge is the president. They've got Brad Stevens, who used to be a butler, who was under Coach Licklider, the, the genius, obviously. And what they got going, I'm trying to think about how to put together a team. Because we've been discussing, you know, what are we doing at Iowa? What's Iowa doing? You know, they've got way, 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 way too many front court players. And what's the most important position in uh, college basketball point guard? And we had one. We had one point guard who some people don't even think is a point guard. So, you know, what are we doing? And then I sit there and watch Boston, and I look at all their talent and the way they put together. they got the kid from Duke who's a rookie. they got a second-year kid from Washington who's a stud. They've got uh, the kid from Florida. Um, I forget his name. But anyway, the center guy there. Um, awesome player. They're, they've lost two All-Stars and yet they still look like a good team. It's unbelievable. If you've got basketball minds like Brad Stevens, comes from college basketball, looks at analytics, looks at what, what you have to put in places in order to be a good team, did you get to see any of the Boston Celtics? And are you aware of how many injuries they have and they're still good? Mm-hmm. Brad Stevens. What, what, I mean, what, what do we not get? What does Iowa not get about the puzzle pieces that have to go together in order to fit to make a good team? Uh, is it as simple as X's and O's? But, I mean, Tatum, boy, Tatum is so good. No, it's not. It's roster construction. That's what I'm yeah, getting at. Yeah, not, okay, okay. Am I not making myself clear there? Yeah, I got you. Okay, all right. Because we don't, we don't have the, the right roster construction. Because we ended up with one point guard on the team last year. We had one point guard, and some people don't even think that would be his best position. And I'm not sure if I'm... I, I'd go back and forth on that. I'll be honest with you. I can't really make up my mind whether I think Bohannon should be a point guard or if he'd be better at the two. I think he's more of a combo combo. But the fact that we don't realize that this is a guards game now and we just load up on, I would just load up on, you know, front court players, it makes me question, do we have a plan or are we just going in? You hear about those NFL teams, Trent, that go, well, just pick the best player. What the hell does that mean? So maybe you'll have 27 offensive linemen on your team. That's stupid. If you have no defensive backs, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and you have, you know, you're really good at the offensive line, and the best player on your board is an offensive lineman. You're not. You should not pick an offensive lineman. You take a defensive back because you have no good defensive backs. It's just. It's really weird. Some of these analysts I hear take the best player. No, you have to weigh them, and you have to figure out what your biggest need is. On some of this stuff, it's the same with Iowa basketball. What does Iowa basketball need? A point guard. So you can't just take really the best players. I know that sounds weird, but you kind of got to fill out your roster. Mm-hmm. No, that, that, am I even you, making any sense? You you are. And speaking of filling out that roster, so last week, uh, Connor McCaffrey was announced. He has going back on scholarship. Initially, that was going to be the case. And there's some hand wringing from some people out there, Wolfgang. Some people don't believe that. 
he should be a scholarship player. The Fran has the money that he should just pay tuition and be able to grab another guy for that roster. Where do you sit? Yeah, I don't think he should be on scholarship. Okay. Um, I don't. No, I don't. Um, I was a little bit worried about this. When did we finally bring this up? And then you, I think you had had it on your mind quite like a long time. Maybe hadn't said it, but I was kind of like realizing it as I was speaking to you live on the radio. It was kind of weird. It's like maybe Fran doesn't want another point guard because he wants his son to play. And you, I, I think you was like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I just. I don't know. I don't get why we can't get a grad transfer to come here and ease the transition into Connor being the lead guy going forward, and then hopefully I will get the Bet North kid, um, like you've you've seen play a number of times, and I think mm-hmm. you're you're into him. But yes, yes. Not really, not really into giving him a scholarship. I mean, if we've got the scholarships open, I guess why not? But he should be going after a fifth year transfer hard, and I mean really hard, and calling every connection that he knows. To get this point guard, a true point guard that would bring something to the table that neither Connor or Bohannon brings, you should be doing everything in your mind to get one of those guys. I'm not saying go get a four-year point guard if you want your son to, you know, have a. What I get that. I understand you think your son's good and you like his potential at point guard, and you think he's going to be probably there's probably going to be a fifth-year transfer out there, Trent, somewhere. Mm-hmm that you should go get and that will be a better option than Connor, even though I like Connor. You know that. Right. I've, been, I've been pumping him up for a long time. I think he understands the offense. He understands how to move the ball. You saw that in small glimpses when he was in there. I like him. But if you are a fifth-year grad transfer, you look at the numbers that Jordan Bohannon's put up the last two years. You look at the backup being the coach's son. Are you going to the University of Iowa? I mean, you're, that's... That, that's the you problem. just phrased it better than I did. You, that's what I mean. That's what you kind of brought up to me that I hadn't even thought of. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. Well, I, I think it's very simple. No, no fifth-year grad transfer is going to look at the situation in Iowa City and say, oh, yeah, there's 30 minutes a game. I can go in there. I'm a mid-major guy. I want to play my final season at a power conference level. I'm going to go to Iowa because you look at it and you just look strictly at that. You're going to say, no, I, I, I know that. This is not an opportunity to play 30 minutes a game. There are going to be better opportunities. So what kind of guy are you going to get then that is a point guard? Well, you're going to get a guy that's going to, you know, probably didn't do a whole lot even at the mid-major level but just wants to play somewhere else. You're not going to get much there. So that's what I look at here. It's just not likely. The grad transfer out, I, I think, makes more sense. Find a defensive stopper. Find a 6'5 guy that can go out there, that can defend, that can guard a point guard, that can guard a two-guard, a small forward, that kind of guy. That makes a whole lot more sense because a point guard that would be willing to come to Iowa City, frankly, isn't going to be very good. And that's why I, that's why I brought up the Celtics and Brad Stevens, why I think he's a genius. And Ainge, or maybe it's Ainge, or maybe it's Stevens, I don't know. But if you make it at Butler to two national championship title games, there's something pretty good there. Well, I don't care if Fad Mata or Licklider or Collier or whatever. I didn't know how much credit to give him at the time. I'm giving him a ton of credit now. He's obviously an unbelievable freaking coach. But he has a guy on that team that does stuff that nobody else – I mean, it's amazing the different guy and the guys that he can bring in, a guy that be physical and play defense. He's got an athletic shoot a three or get a shot at any point. Or, he's got everything. They've got everything over there next year, and that's another reason I think LeBron is gone. But talking about Iowa, you've got to bring in a fifth-year transfer. I understand why you wouldn't want to bring in a five-year or four-year point guard with your son there and then potentially getting the Bettendorf kid 
which I hope. Are you hearing anything? Is it sounding good with him? And what's your uh, what's your breakdown of his game, kid from Bednorf? Well, he is Carson. good. I mean, he's six three. Got a little bit of length to him. Really athletic. Couple of dunks in in traffic that I've seen from him. He is. He can run a team. He can shoot. He can do everything that you want. Indiana just uh, offered him though over the weekend. Ohio State, I know, is a program that he is very interested in. He really likes Chris Holtman out there. And the other question is, if we're talking about good programs, very good programs, but you know, what if a blue blood calls? What if Carolina, Duke, Kansas, though those teams have their point guard for the 2019 class, if one of those programs calls? I don't know. If I, if I had to put a betting number on it, 4-1 uh, to one maybe for Iowa, something like that, I they're, they're still up there. I think Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio State are probably maybe the teams at the top of the list right now, but it's no sure thing. I, Iowa, if they're in the driver's seat, it's certainly not a big lead for them at, at the very least, and there's, there's a lot more that's going to happen this spring. Well, there, and this is what Tom Davis's downfall was, not keeping the stud in-state guy there. There is no absolute, no freaking reason now for a bet North kid to go to Wisconsin basketball. There just isn't. Mm-hmm. What? What? How could you even explain that? I, yeah, I decided to go to Wisconsin. Now, no, that's there's no. I get it with Bo Ryan, unbelievable coach, unbelievable program, good every year, sold out. You know, arena. There's no reason there. Stay, you know, stay here. Get it done in Iowa. We need a freaking point guard. Obviously, I'm gonna look up when I hang up with you. I'm gonna look at clips on him and see how good he is. But I don't know his quickness. I don't know anything. I just know from what I hear, people like him. So I don't know how different he is than Connor. How, how different is he? Than oh, a co- completely different player. I mean, okay. he, he is an above-the-rim kind of player. A lot more wow. quickness, athleticism. Yeah, I mean, he's two point guards that are completely different in terms of the way that they play their game. That's great news. Then how about him on the court at the same time? Yeah, yeah, I, I think you can do that. Absolutely, I think you can do that. Is he going to be willing, though? I mean, it's it's three years playing together. I mean, it's... These are all the things that you get into, Wolfgang. It's it's difficult. It is very, very difficult. No, but what's good, Trent, is he is in the state from Bettendorf. So he's getting to watch it. So he will know that he is a different player than, than McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. He'll know that they can both be on the court at the same time. Some of these other guys around the nation won't know. They'll just know, oh, oh uh, Fran McCaffrey's son is point guard. Gee, I'm not going to play. Right. No, he's, he'll be able to see games and know, yeah, we're different players. We'll be able to play on the same court at the same time if what you say is true, which I believe. And they're different. They're different players. So, so that actually makes me feel better. Actually, okay. I, I'm assuming he's a smart dude. Yes, yes. I, I think you can certainly you can ascertain that. We will see on that. Wolfgang, we are out of time. Enjoy your NBA playoffs tonight. Enjoy the Sixers. Boy, do they look good. Oh, Ben Simmons. Let's talk about him next time. Okay, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll see you, Wolfgang. Thanks, man. See you. Bye, bye. Wolfgang, checking in. Find him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye. We're taking a break. Coming back on the other side, putting a cap on things here on a Monday. It's Jimmy B and TC. Welcome back, everybody. Our final segment here on a Monday. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. Okay, so the weekend, Trent, was like off the hook for great sports viewing. Mm -hmm. From the NHL playoffs to the NBA playoffs, which were just spectacular. And then you kind of threw in a little baseball in there. And some of the, I, 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 I'm just kind of confused here because I read this article about how baseball attendance is way down, 
Well, God, all you got to do is just look at the weather across the country, except in the southern states. Nobody wants to go when it's 38 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I think a, a pretty simple uh, answer to the question yeah. that's posed in the article there. The weather sucked. It's very, yeah. very simple. Now, I, I get you there, Jimmy B. And it, it's so weird. So the Twins haven't played since Thursday. All th- the three weekend games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right. snowed out. Yep. They're off today because they're traveling to Puerto Rico. In fact, they're already there. I uh, saw some tweets of them hanging out. Uh, who was it? I think it was maybe Jose Barrios went to his old high school, which was really cool. Oh, wow. Down there. He's going to start the second game of the two games down there uh, coming up tomorrow and Wednesday. But then they're off again on Thursday. And, Jim, you know, there's teams that have played already 16 games. The Twins have only played 11 games. They're going to have yeah. a lot of doubleheaders. They announced two of the games will be doubleheaders that they make up. And the off days that you have built in, those are going to be going away. So uh, it, it can become very taxing. And this squad, mm-hmm. you know, is off to a nice start this season. But you wonder later on, you're going to have to expand rosters, maybe bring up guys, spot starts, all those different things. And it's not just the Twins. A lot of teams across baseball are going to have to deal with oh, that yeah. going forward. I'm with you on that, yep, uh, particularly through the uh, the northeast area and just playing in just god-awful conditions with, you know, light rain falling. They're playing in snowflakes. It's uh, it's just been tragic so far as far as the weather is concerned that everybody here in the capital city can attest to. All right, so tonight we've got a couple of NBA games mm-hmm. uh, and, some, and some NHL games. Um, Look, the, the T-Wolves game, they were in that thing last night all the way until the last couple of minutes, and then Houston found a way to finally pull away and, and win that game. Tonight, with Miami at Philly, San Antonio at Golden State, don't you see both teams taking care of business again at home? The home Winning, teams? Yeah, sure. Uh, let, let's, let's go a step further, though. It's easy just to pick favorites, Jimmy B. Let's throw the point spread into it. Okay. Miami getting six and a half, San Antonio getting nine and a half. Either Ooh. of those underdogs intrigue you at all, at least grabbing points. Um, I still like Philly at home. I just think that they're running right now as well as anybody uh, in the playoffs. They won like, what, 16, 17 in a row now? And I, I think that they will indeed cover that six. I just I just have a feeling that that they, that Miami at least at least in Philadelphia I think Miami will win me a game or two maybe on their home court uh, because they're very good there but I think tonight I think Philly gets them again the San Antonio at nine and a half to me that's intriguing and I can't see San Antonio playing as badly as they played in the first game. Mm-hmm. I mean, under Popovich, that's just not their M.O., right? I mean, they, they could lose this game tonight, of course, but I don't see them getting blasted by 15. Do you? Oh, boy. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe getting the official designation now that Kawhi's not going to be back all playoffs. It felt like... You know, the locker room and, and him is right. just such a separate camp. Maybe just getting full justification, that's not going to be happening. Maybe that does help him along. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I still like the Heat. And, and the 76ers, my eyes were, were certainly pulled open just how good that Sixers team was, Jimmy B. And, mm-hmm. until, I hadn't watched a full 76ers game until that one. And, right. and until you do that, you just don't realize Man, just how good that team is. I do wonder if Spolstra maybe goes to the well here. This is the time you pull out 
a hack of Simmons, you know, put him at the free throw yeah. line. He's what a fifty-six yeah. percent free throw shooter when Fultz is out mm-hmm. there. If you just start hacking on him, you do something because just letting them play their game. They're playing at such a high level. And how about that crowd? I mean, the, the process it took a long while to get to this <laughs> point, yeah. but that crowd was incredible for an NBA. NBA can get a, a bad rap at times, and there's some good playoff environments, no doubt, but. Boy, just just listening to that crowd and how invested they were. I really enjoyed that one. I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that one tonight. I don't know. I hope San Antonio can give them a run here. Golden State, still without Steph, probably going to be throughout this series. And and really, from Golden State's perspective, they want to get this thing over as soon as possible. You know, oh, they, yeah, they, they do. Get time off, get rested, give Steph time to yeah. get back and healed. Don't have to worry about this thing going six or even seven games. You, you got to win this one tonight. I don't know if I had to take a dog tonight and grab the points. I'd probably still jump on Miami. I'd still grab those six and really? a half. Okay. I, I told you I was going to grab them. I grabbed them on the series at four to one. Not looking great certainly at this point. But if I had to take one, I'd be on the Heat side. Sounds like you're on the Spurs side. If you had to take one, I, I'm kind of feeling the Spurs here tonight. At least uh, grabbing the points. Uh, I just can't see them playing that poorly two playoff games in a row, other than the fact that, all right, maybe they're just, uh, because of the Kawhi Leonard situation, has just gotten to them, and they just want to get it over with and go hit the golf course. That's the <laughs> only thing that I, can, that I can think of. But these are guys who are paid and paid handsomely, and there's, there's a good veteran core. I, I don't, I just don't see those guys collapsing. I, I really don't. We, we've seen Manu and Tony Parker and Paul Gasol, and all those guys, Aldridge, you know, they're tough-minded players. They've mm-hmm. won a lot in their career. So I have a feeling the, this evening that they may, you know, they're, they're, they're at least going to put their heart into it tonight. We'll see what happens. Baseball-wise, one game I'm keeping my eye on. In fact, it'll be starting here in just a couple of moments. Uh, the Nationals and the Mets, of course. The Mets off to that great start. But Hellickson's going to be taking the bump for the Nats tonight. Yep. So want to see Jeremy Hellickson going up against DeGrom, see if the Nats can uh, start to dent a little bit that deficit that they're facing there. So that's the one baseball game with the Cubs-Cardinals obviously postponed tonight. I'll be keeping an eye on. Hockey, what's, what's the game of the night for you, Jimmy B? What's the one of the four uh, remaining this evening you're looking forward to? Well, the game of the night last night was the Anaheim uh, L.A. game, and it did not disappoint. Vegas L.A. Now, Ve- Vegas, Vegas L.A. V- Yes, Vegas, L.A. What did I say? Anaheim? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, Vegas, yeah, Vegas, L.A. Uh, and it did not disappoint at mm-hmm. all. And Vegas now is up three games to none. An expansion team. This is crazy. Uh, I am going to take a taste, though, on Nashville and Colorado. Sure. That game, that, yeah, those two games that they played in Nashville were one-goal games. Mm-hmm. And now back in Colorado, look, a lot of people have Nashville penciled in to be back in the Stanley Cup final. And they're good. Yes. So I want to see now how they handle the road, particularly when you go and play at 5,200 feet up, and all of a sudden you're going <gasps> like that, gasping for air. Ah, uh, Should be a good night of sports. We'll be back tomorrow starting at noon here on 1700. Myself and Ken Miller from noon until 2. And then on your drive home, Jimmy B and TC from 4 until 6 o'clock. Jimmy B, enjoy it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. You got it, pal. We are out of here, everybody, on the Big Talker 1700.